Good evening and welcome to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker, co-host. So we happen to be roommates as well. We just moved into college for our winter, our spring semester. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. We actually had to quarantine for 24 hours first. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really interesting time. COVID rules aren't the best, but you know... It's felt a lot more normal than you would think. Um, Dining hall rules are all good. What do you think about it, Justin? It could be better, but at the same time, I'm just happy to be back on campus with my bro. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. All right. So we're going to get going. So we did have two very exciting, ah, one exciting championship games. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with the NFC Championship. It was the Packers versus the Buccaneers. The, Bucan- the Packers fell to the Buccaneers 31-26. to They <clears throat> fell behind at one point 28-10 through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, did this show, what did this show you about the comparison between Brady and Rodgers? Well, I believe that the comparison is still there, but I think it leans a little more towards Brady now, now that he's beaten both as a Patriot and as a Buck, which pains me to say. Um, In big game situations, I definitely have to give the slight edge to Tom Brady because he's shown that he can beat Aaron Rodgers when it matters the most. Tom Brady going to his 10th Super Bowl, as much as it pains me to say, is very impressive. And Rodgers, once again, fails to make it to the big game despite a great performance he put on. Yeah. So the way I see it, I've preached all season long, right, that the formula for the Buccaneers winning is that um, get to the opposing quarterback on defense and keep your quarterback, Tom Brady, on his feet. All right? So – Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times, five. They forced two turnovers, and they were able to make, they were able to force the opposing offense, Aaron Rodgers, to make mistakes when it mattered most during the first half. And on offense, they were able to keep him on his feet, at least in the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. to jump out to a 28 to 10 lead. 18-point lead halfway through the third quarter. Tom Brady was on fire in the first three quarters of the game, Mm -hmm. I would say. Threw for nearly 250 yards, three touchdowns, just one pick. Through the first three quarters. It was the two picks after that that kind of put a damper on the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides that, 280 yards, three touchdown passes. That's pretty good. Problem is he threw three picks along with it. Mm Mm-hmm. All I have to say about that is that the only reason it shows up that Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady is because Rodgers, he had to put up 350 yards and three touchdowns because they were playing from behind the entire game. They were down 18 points, basically going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So this is this was a time where they really had to. It was a time. Obviously, it's not ideal that he throws these interceptions, but there's something about these picks that he's throwing 
and they, it happens in a lot of championship games where he, he throws these picks at times where it just doesn't hurt them. And he's making the plays when you need when they need to make them. There has to be some sort of correlation to this when over 19 seasons, even with these New England Patriots teams, they're like they they turn the ball over sometimes, mm-hmm. but they never wind up being costly. I don't think it's luck after 19 years. And Aaron Rodgers, he turned the ball over twice. Well, the team turned the ball over twice. In, t- in order to get up, get off to this big lead for the Buccaneers, he was sacked five times. I just think, while it didn't show it completely in the statistics, just through taking the eye test, this is a textbook example of why Aaron, Ro- my sorry, why Tom Brady is so far ahead. Of Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll there. He is not so far ahead of Aaron Rodgers. You can stop that right now. Who has more Super Bowl trophies? That, overall, he's light years ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 100%. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're crazy. He's not light years ahead of him. Who has the most touchdown passes? Brady's played longer. He's been able to be good that long. So has Aaron Rodgers. That's not so fair. So far. You're comparing you're comparing yards and touchdowns. They haven't played the same amount of years. Brady has them on a few, and then I think one year he got injured and had to miss like eleven games. Aaron Aaron missed, and Brady missed all season the other year. So I still think he has a few more years ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Let's calm it down. Oh, I agree. But on Tom Brady's age thirty-seven season, he won a Super Bowl. And he's at age 43 playing in another one. He he went into a new team, Mm -hmm. the Tampa Bay Suckineers. They stopped. Stopped that right now. Transformed the most losing franchise in sports into a Super Bowl team overnight. Stop it. Overnight. This team was undisciplined. You had had freaking – you had Bruce Arians. Yeah. Shotgunning beers, basically, practically in the parking lots. Stop! Stop! He's. I wonder why when you had James Winston as your quarterback. Biggest gunslinger coach. They they had Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback too. He they were the three and one too. with him. They were three and one with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were not three and one with him. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. They. They started off three and zero, oh and then lost to the Steelers, I believe. They they started off three and one. Yes, but then they turned into they turned to going into a platoon, and regardless of which quarterback they had, they lost games. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know he's not the the ideal quarterback, but he's been able to lead teams to winning records before. He took the Jets in 2015 to to a 10-6 record. Mm -hmm. He took the Texans in 2014 to a 9-7 record. Mm -hmm. He's always been... That even-keeled quarterback where if you have all the talent around you, sound familiar? Yeah. Tampa Bay? Yeah. He's a, They're actually able to do something. You're proving actually my able point. to win a, have a winning record. You're proving my point. It's all about the quarterbacks because they had everything else. So if Fitzpatrick wasn't able to do it, yeah. 
then clearly this was beyond just quarterbacking. This is a losing culture that had to be had to be transformed. Absolutely not. I will not allow this to continue. You, you need to let me, stop it. Let me pull up another statistic from last season to this season. Mm-hmm. Last season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were sacked 44 times. Yeah. And they turned the ball over 41 times. Yeah. This season... From last season to this season, yeah. guess how much that is? Less than 40. Okay. Combined. Okay. Do you not see the difference there? I see the difference from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, which is night and freaking day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the difference. Jameis threw for over, what, 30 picks? So, he, he threw 30 picks. Brady didn't even throw that many picks this year. So that that's the reason. Well, yeah, that's a huge thing. That's... Not turning the ball over, not uh, taking care of the football and not yeah. taking sacks. That's huge. Lo- all this lost yardage, that's huge. Yeah. And the leadership to turn this franchise around is not just on offense. You can see it on defense. You can see the coach is actually uh, has his head screwed on straight for once in his career. You're not, stop. Stop. <laughs> You're just disrespecting the man for no good reason. Bruce Arians is a good coach. He's he's a gunslinger. He said, and he he just says, screw it, let's just huck it up there. And Mike Mike Evans is gonna be up there somewhere. When you Chris have, Godwin yeah. has got to be up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a side effect to what has happened for why Tom Brady has more interceptions than he than he has in past years. But you can't ignore the 40 touchdowns at age 43. Give t- give prime Tom Brady, age 37 Tom Brady, this roster. They go 16 and 0. What year was that? And give him preseason too, because this is a COVID year. All right, so he's 43 six years ago. That was 20, 2014. Right? 2014. They won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. They had his number one op- his number one receiving option was Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. His number two guy was Malcolm Mitchell. No, that was 2016. Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell, and there was Danny Amendola. There was their only legitimate weapon was Rob Gronkowski, who wasn't actually, who actually never really hit his stride until halfway through that season because he was still nursing a broken arm. Actually, no, torn ACL. But the point stands: he did 12 and four, blew through the playoffs, and dismantled. He did not blow through the playoffs. Dismantled dismantled a scary Ravens team that always gives the gives the Patriots he escaped, problems. He escaped that game. Let's be clear. Didn't look, dis- look he didn't the dismantle them. He threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. The passes. score was 35-31. Let's not act like he did. He got away with one. And let's be clear. That Edelman that to who? LaFell? Should not have happened. I'm so pissed off at my defense for allowing that play to happen. It was Edelman to Amendola. Yeah, yeah I, you get I, what I'm saying. It's a trick play. Mm-hmm. You, it wasn't breaking that kill. They didn't expect that. Yeah. But you guys escaped that game. Y'all did not win that game. You guys escaped. They, I mean, there's no there's no question the defense failed, but the offense was clicking on all cylinders. With yeah. Edelman as their top receiver. Mm-hmm. Edelman. Julian Edelman. A career, probably a number two on any other team. But for with Tom Brady, I mean, he could certainly he could turn. He can turn water into wine. Stop it. Against the Legion of Boom, 
Mm-hmm. A historically great offense. Not healthy. Sorry, defense. Not for healthy. two straight seasons, they, they were healthy enough. Healthy yeah. enough. As soon as one of their players he went threw, down, they picked on the the player that went in. They went look, straight at him with that one. 340 yards mm-hmm. and four touchdown passes. Yeah. Wound up winning Super Bowl MVP. He came through exactly when they needed it. Down now, at he the- threw a couple picks, but they were all during times where it didn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. His mistakes come when it when he doesn't when the mistakes are actually necessary. But when it matters, he comes through. So you're telling me mistakes are necessary? <laughs> I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but mistakes are necessary. It's, it's about coming through when you need it to. Run the ball. That's all I ask, Seattle. Just run the ball at the one. This is simple equations. Do I need to remind you what happened two plays before? We're talking- it was lucky. It was luck. <laughs> it took them luck, and they still couldn't do it because Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Because Pete Carroll can play to save his life. Could Aaron Rodgers – put Aaron Rodgers in that game. Do they win? Yes. Yes. Absolutely yes. not. Yes. He turns. Yes. He would turtle. 2014, he was the MVP. He definitely would have gotten the job done. Why couldn't he? Because he, he went up against Seattle. Seattle team. He got up against Seattle. He faced that same Seattle team. They lost They spotted him a great lead. They t- Four turnovers. Yeah. They were able to force Russell Wilson on. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't do it. I think, I think they threw a touchdown pass on special teams, and then they recovered an onside kick. I may not be completely accurate, but I believe that did happen in the NFC Championship game. <clears throat> they let him down, but he didn't play his best game. It was they, – they did a lot to choke, choke out that game. And all I have to ask is, Aaron Rodgers, why weren't you there to bail them out and put that game on ice? I mean, we talk about this game right, that happened a couple days ago. A couple days ago. They – Tom Brady and the and the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. jumped out to a 28 to 10 lead and they were to, they were able to ice the game. They were oh. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers back in 2014, they jumped out to a huge lead. It seemed impossible that they would lose that game, but they did. They got the ball Aaron Rodgers got the ball a lot of times during oh. that during that second half. They they were not able to ice that game. That's a red flag to me. All right, He's so not a leader. What was the score? What sixteen nothing? I believe it was. I don't remember off the top, but I think it was something along the lines. The point is, they gave up a lead, and it's not like Tom Brady was icing the game against the Packers this year. That game was still close, and Brady made a couple of mistakes that almost proved costly. If some people could catch, but we're not getting into that. Well, why were they able to? Forced three turnovers in the second half, only got six points off of it. I said, if only some people could catch Lazard. I, you ain't safe. You not safe from me. A two-point conversion would have wouldn't have made a difference. Yes, it would have. How much? The score was what? Thirty-one twenty-six. That Two, would be thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah. A field goal would tie it. And then that fourth down, uh, not third down, where he was passing a branch by Kevin King. You need to get cut. If you are not a free agent, you deserve to get cut. Yeah, that was actually crazy. The uh, that game from Kevin King actually it, reminded me of back in tw- back in Super Bowl Fifty Two. Eric Rowe got absolutely bullied yep. by everybody. Yep. Nick Foles was 
targeting that guy. I can't. Every it. single time. Alshon Jeffrey. I don't know why Bill Belichick put Eric Rowe on Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, their number one wide receiver. They put Eric Rowe on him. When you have Stephon Gilmore, who you put on Nelson Aguilar, and you have, by the, oh, by the way, you have Malcolm Butler on defense on the sideline. That does not happen. That we're, we're done talking about that. Yes. We're done talking about that. Mm. Super Bowl 52, Bill Belichick, you are the reason they lost that game. You are the reason you robbed Tom Brady of his sixth Super Bowl, and they would have won three straight Super Bowls. They would have went back and won the next year, and they would have had more momentum. It would have been a better victory that year. He, they, would have, they would be the first team with a three-peat, since and it who? would be – Since who? Oh, no, no one had – No one has no won one. three straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So the they would have made history. Close. And four out of five years winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Think about that, Bill Belichick. Not that he's ever going to hear us. Yeah. But maybe he'll, when we get famous someday. Hopefully he hears us and then has something to say. Then he'll, then he'll be – he'll probably be dead by then. Honestly. No, he's, <laughs> he's old. Can, I hope he can improve by then. I, I hope he can improve before then. I hope he improves next year. I mean, his team finished seven and nine. Arrogant. His, which isn't bad. It's not great, bad. but it's it's bad by Patriots standards. Because oh my God, if we're not in the AFC Championship game, just forget it. But it's still not bad. It's just there was just nothing there. I'm I'm still pissed off we lost to y'all, but it, it is what it is. Okay, so moving on. Yeah. The Bills in the AFC Championship game against the Shocker. Chiefs. Shocker! They, they lost. Fall. They fall to the, they fall to the Chiefs, thirty-eight to twenty-four. They really got outplayed on just about every level. Exactly. I mean, that team. If you were watching that game, they were. It was like a track meet out there. They mm-hmm. were just out, out running them everywhere. They were just faster on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. They they were able to contain Josh Allen fairly well. He had a decent game. Yeah. He threw a pick, but, you know, so. I think the big question we can ask here is: There's still optim- reason for optimism in Buffalo right now? Because I think there was a lot of. I think they were. We were talking them up in recent episodes, yeah. and we really loved this team. And I think this game might have put a bad taste in people's mouths. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Listen, to go from not winning a playoff game since 1998 to going to the AFC Championship game in one season. I think that's pretty good optimism right there. I think they have good standards to where it's like now they can say it's Super Bowl time. It's now the next level as to where we want to be. Uh, Josh Allen, great year from him. <coughs> in almost an all-pro year if, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't exist. But a great year nonetheless. Stephon Diggs proved all these years that he is a true number one. Had a great year. Uh, and their defense in the back half of the year showed up when uh, Milano, the, the linebacker, got healthy. So I think there's fairly good optimism. They have to get over that bump, just like the Ravens have to get over that hump with the Chiefs. But other than that, yeah, I believe there's reason to be opportune, be good about this team right now. Okay. All right, so my turn. Mm-hmm. So my answer is pretty simple. Yes. There is still reason to be optimistic if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, but proceed with caution. Okay. This is still salvageable. I think 
if they were to go to the Super Bowl and lose for this young team, it would have been absolutely catastrophic. You know, teams that lose Super Bowls, even the veteran teams that know what they're doing and are there, they they're even when you have all your ducks in a row, you they're never the same the very next year. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why teams who lose the Super Bowl never get there again. And sometimes they don't even make the playoffs. They end up being bad. Just look at the 49ers. All right. Injuries. Um, injuries. Injuries. injuries but that team season. just didn't look right. Let's yeah. be honest. Injuries throughout the whole season. Jimmy G was out. George Kittle was out. So I'm a big fan of Josh Allen, but I think he's – let's pump the brakes here. I don't think he's quite as good. I know I've talked him up a lot in past episodes, like I've said. I love Josh Allen this year, but – I think he's not quite as great as the statistics say. All right. So this team and this team, they have to inf- improve their front seven mm-hmm. a lot. Their secondary is good. They're led by um, Tredavious White. Um, who else do they have? They have a good Micah Hyde. Is he? Micah yeah, Hyde. Great. Jordan Poirier. They have Josh Norman on the on that back end, but still a reliable guy. Josh, Josh, Josh Norman, Norman, yeah. Uh, Tr- Tremaine Edmonds, I love. Pro Bowl linebacker. When healthy, he's one of the better linebackers in the game. Yeah, so they have, they have some great, uh, they have some great pieces in their secondary. Their front seven kind of smells. Smells? Uh, maybe that's it's a not little, the best, but it's like average. Maybe that's a little, yeah, that's a little strong. But yeah, that's. They still strong. need to improve there. If they want to be a championship contender. Listen, it was good enough against our O line. They just whooped our O line like it was nothing for some reason. Yeah, well, your Ravens are. There. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, <laughs> moving on. That's your okay, point. but yeah, but they need to create a more balanced uh, offensive attack. Their running game needs a lot of help. Their re- leading rusher this um, this game wound up being their quarterback. He rushed for 88 yards, which is good, but you need you need a running back for them to respect that passing game. Mm-hmm. They have a formidable passing game. They have their number one guy in Stephon Diggs. He proved he's the guy. They have John Brown, who was hurt, but we've seen what he's like when he's not hurt. We have Cole Beasley, who's a great Three, number, number two. three. No, he's the number two. You think he, he's the number two? All pro second team. He's a great number two when healthy. He just wasn't healthy in the playoffs. See, I think that's because he got a lot of reps, but John, but John he's still Brown, good. John Brown, when he's healthy, is probably ahead of him. I don't, I disagree, because I can see Cole Beasley getting 100 yards. <coughs> I can't see John Brown getting that unless he's like the number one. In, oh, he can certainly do that. Yeah, I can see him as a deep threat, but I don't see it like over Cole Beasley and uh, Stephon Diggs. No. Well, see, they're kind of different. Cole Beasley's more of a slot guy. Yeah. You have John Brown lined Which, up outside. He's the type of guy who you just huck it up there. And Stephon Diggs, is, he can do everything. Yeah, but Cole Beasley will move the chains more, and he's the one you give the ball over the middle to. So I see him getting more targets. Right. We're just this splitting is, hairs here. Yeah. So, and so the bottom line of this team is they were still great despite a few flaws here and there. Mm-hmm. I just think the only issue with them, and they seemed ready for the spotlight for the most part last yeah. night. It's just they they played okay. It's just they 
the other team played better. I think that's my take for how they lost the other day, this past Sunday, is that they're a great team. They just ran into a greater team. Yeah. And this this Patrick Mahomes guy could wind up going down as one of the all-time greats. I don't think we might not be able to say the same about Josh Allen. He could be great. Mm-hmm. I don't see all-time great. Not yet. I mean, they have, to give, I like. they have to give him a fair run game, though, because it's basically <laughs> Josh Allen doing it all in passing or nothing right now because the run game is just bad. When uh, Zach Moss went out and it was just Devin Singletary, their production went significantly down already compared to the regular season. So right. I, I just want them to improve in the run game. They're good pass. They're great passing. They just need to improve in the run game and maybe in the passing since they lose their OC. Yeah. So this is what I'm. All I'm saying is this is what it looks like for the Bills and Josh Allen when Josh Allen has everything around him when everything's going right. But I just like to see what he's like. A fully developed Josh Allen when not everything is quite going at as planned you know what i'm saying like yeah. because he had so much to his disposal the only thing he didn't have was that uh formidable run game and he kind of he low-key did have it a little bit with devin singletary and zach yeah. moss as that combination so i guess the game i would point to is the rams game earlier this year because they were down and he had to put will himself to in order to get that w away from uh aaron donald and jalen ramsey at the end of the day, he still performed on that level and got the job done. <coughs> yeah, so it was. And they were the number one defense this year. So my my head goes off to Josh Allen. He can be your franchise quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. I guess the real question is now, is he a top fiver? And just because you do it for one season, I don't think that makes you a top five guy. You have to do it for multiple seasons in order to be in that upper echelon of quarterback. I think we can, yeah, I think we can agree on this one, is that I think we can both very just, and I think all of us can justifiably say, Josh Allen had an amazing year this year. Mm-hmm. I think we just want to see more of it to to prove that he's not a fr- some fraud. Yeah. I think we can, we can look back to the 2016 season for the Cowboys. We saw this Dak Prescott kid who looked amazing. Dak attack. He's still good. But he's not the elite quarterback who we thought he was going to be. He was the successor to, for, to Tony Romo. He was this great kid. He had a great head on his shoulders. He looked like a competitor. And he still is. I just don't think he's as great as we thought he was. I think he's, And he's just, he's just an okay. He needs targets around him. He, <clears throat> to be fair, Dak didn't really get to play a whole season because of the injury. So we didn't know what he looked like this season. And uh, as far as Josh Allen goes, he has made steady progressions since the 2018 season. 2018, he looked like a terrible quarterback. 2019, he looked more like a franchise quarterback. And then this season, he looked phenomenal. So I think he's making the strides in the right direction. You just want to see it more consistent. Right. So we've seen an upward trend. Mm -hmm. We just want to see more of that. Uh, This great Josh Allen that we've seen, the great elite Josh Allen that we have seen this year. And let's see if what he has done is for real. I think, and I think it almost there's some silver. Long, obviously, it's it's bad to lose. It sucks yeah. to lose, but I think it's good. It's there's some silver lining here yeah. to the fact that they lost this, that they lost now, and they didn't win and go on to the Super Bowl and then get their asses beat. Excuse my language, 
by the Buccaneers. Because mm-hmm. I think if they face the Buccaneers, they're not they're not making it past the Buccaneers. That's but again, Tom Brady the, owns that team. All right, you need to stop. You really need to stop. I'm t- I'm not stop what? You need spitting to, facts. You the, I'm gonna let it go because I'm I'm not in that division. But I'm I'm just gonna let it go. I'm. I, I can't debate you with the stats, but I think this is a completely different team than last year. I don't think he is going to beat them twice in a row. I think they at least going to split one if he stayed with the Patriots. Well, he's on the Buccaneers now, yeah, so yeah. that's what we're talking about. I think if they would have faced him, I think they would have at least put up a good fight. I think they would have. I don't think they would have won. And the right. loss is what matters. The narrative is so much different yeah. losing in the Super Bowl. Than losing in the NFC and like sorry the conference championship, and I think that's a flawed part of uh, sports, mm-hmm. and especially in the well in the NFL or in any in any um, professional sport is that when you lose in the ch- in the championship, the you get much the backlash is much worse than if you just lose in the conference in the conference championship or in the uh, divisional round. It's really flawed because it's still great. It's better to make it to the Super Bowl than to make it only a round short of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, everybody forgets that the like the Bills made it to four straight Super Bowls. It you know how hard it is to make it a four straight. Everybody's so bad for Jim yeah. Kelly that he has to take all that to go to yeah. four straight Super, Super Bowls, Bowls is impressive. It's impressive. It's just the fact that they, they lost all four, and it gets progressively worse at each time they go to it. Oh, That's the thing that kills them. If they just be, if they, I believe if they just get over the hump with the Giants, they and they win one. I think they actually might be a dynasty. Uh, if they won a couple, of, just a couple of those. You know? Yeah. But they didn't. They just. It uh, is what it is. It is what it is. But I but guess this Buffalo why, team can learn from it. I guess that yeah, that's why the Bills have been the Bills the way they are for the next uh, two decades after next quarter century yeah. after that is the and this is that goes to, back to my point is losing all losing Super Bowls mm-hmm. really screws up your franchise. Yeah, and losing four in a row Ooh. ruins them for a quarter century. <laughs> so yeah. you know. All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment, and that is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl matchup, we have the Chiefs and the Bucks. This will be Brady's 10th Super Bowl. Think about that for a second. 10. 10. 10. 10, Ten. Ten Super Bowls. 10. And this he has taken the most losingest team in sports history to a Super Bowl in, his, in year one without preseason, without OTAs. Meanwhile, on the other side, we have Mahomes, who makes his second straight Super Bowl. In three years, starting in the NFL, he's gone to a conference championship and two Super Bowls. That's impressive. That's a good start. This guy's going to be good. Mm-hmm. He's going to be great. And the Chiefs looking to go back-to-back. So, Justin, who has the edge in this Super Bowl? I would go Kansas City, but the fact that they don't have their two tackles worries me a bit, especially – Especially since they, uh, the Bucks have JPP and Shaq Barrett, or should I call him Sack Barrett, after the way he looked against the Packers. You better believe it. So I think it'll be difficult. I believe they have to get the ball out quick and fast and in a hurry, get it to your speed, guys, which 
could be a problem because the Buccaneers tend to have problems tackling in space, especially Tyreek Hill and what he did to them. Oh, God, that ruined me because <coughs> fantasy-wise, Cam got 57 just from one player, and it ruined my afternoon because I had to hear Brian talk about it for the rest of the week. And bring just it, Brian for yeah, you. Brings it up every time. Hey, remember, hey, watch out, Tyreek Hill, 57 points. But anyway, uh, as far as it goes, I don't think I don't think the Bucks defense will be bad. I think they'll be better. I think they've gotten really good, especially after the playoff game against the Redskins or the Washington football team. I think they did good against the Saints. I think they did phenomenal against the Packers. And I think they'll continue that, especially with Via Vea Bay. And so I think the Bucks are going to take it late in the fourth. And Tom Brady gets his seventh Super Bowl one guy. Please, I hope I'm wrong. Please, Patrick, stop him. Stop him. He does He does not need seven. He does not need to be on the stairway to seven. I think he needs it. Listen, well, I don't think he, he needs it, but I think it's insult added to injury to this guy. Listen, if he wins this, he'll have more than any other franchise, any franchise in history of football. Stop this man. No. It no well, any other franchise in yeah, in football. In alone. football. In yeah. just football, he'll have more than any franchise. It'll be more. close to all those NBA players. Yep. You know, he he's he had already passed Jordan at this point. Yeah, he passed Jordan. I mean, he had to get past the Celtics. That's gonna be difficult. Bill has eleven. I don't think he'll catch him. Unless Brady decides, no, I wanna play another decade. Well, until he plays, you know, you'll be eating your words when he's playing till his age 49. If, if he, he should not be playing that long. But if he can survive that long, then I guess it's a bit to him and his work ethic. If he survives that long, if he survives that long, he'll be a practice squad quarterback. <laughs> no, they won't do that to Brady. They'll make him a starter because it's seven rings. Because he's Tom Brady. All right. Just because he's Tom Brady. So what you think? All right. So my turn. All right, so it's important to point out that the Chiefs today, this Sunday, will most likely, well, next Sunday, will be missing both of their starting tackles. Eric Fisher, their left tackle, torn, it, torn Achilles, he's done. Ow. Mitchell Schwartz, right tackle, he's been gone since week six. He's most likely not coming back. And their, start, their backup right tackle, who's been in for Schwartz, He's who's been playing exceptionally well ball this year, as good as he could play all season. He had, now has to move to an even tougher position left. at left tackle. Mm-hmm. So this this causes a huge issue with their offensive line. They are now banged up. Uh, this is going to cause for a field day by Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, even when pressured, Patrick Mahomes, He's you can great. only contain him. Yep. Only he can only be he can only be contained. You can't. Yeah, but I wouldn't run cover one against him. I just straight play cover two. They're they're gonna blitz the hell out of him. They'll they'll no they'll lose. You saw what happened the last time they did that mess. <coughs> they weren't missing their left tackle at that point. They'll still throw it up to Tyree Kill. I'm sorry, I don't trust Carlton Davis. I don't trust Sean Murphy Bunton. I don't trust any of these guys to to hold him or Kelsey. Well, they're going to have to make some sort of adjustments. This is going to be a tougher game. And on the other end, on the offensive side, you have Frank Clark, who is going to cause issues. Mm-hmm. 
on that on that uh, Tampa offensive line. He's going to be pressuring Brady a little bit. Donovan Smith, um, watch out. So I've always preached this so far this season that the Bucks formula for winning games all season long has been to pressure to pressure the opposing quarterback and keep Tom Brady on his feet. If you keep Tom Brady on his feet, he will just he will beat any secondary. I've seen time after time these legion of booms of the world, the Jacksonville defense, the Saxonville, Saxonville. With, led by Jalen Ramsey, Ankylias Campbell leading the front, the Eagles defense in 2017. If you keep him on his feet, he will beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> now, not, not and I've all, now to this this effect this strategy will work on quarterbacks such as the Aaron Rodgers and the Drew Breeses of the world. It remains to be seen on Patrick Mahomes because he is Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. not only that, Mahomes but he's going he has the most weapons than he that he will ever have in his career. Mikol mm-hmm. Hardman on some rosters, on some bad rosters, but he'd, still some rosters in the, the, in the NFL two. could be the number 1. I think the number one. Like on, like which roster? You can make it. I think you can make a legitimate argument that ta- that him on the uh, New England Patriots. I don't think could be the number one. Yes, but it, the Patriots don't draft wide receivers well, so that's not saying much. But I I see your. Well, point. That's why they didn't draft Nicole Hardman because they're not good at it. Yeah. They decided Nikhil Harry's better. No, no, and I don't want I to think, talk about. It. I think I think Nicole Hardman came out the year after. Hardman the year after? No, I don't think so. He, I think he came out in 2019. I think he was a rookie when they won the Super Bowl. No, he wasn't a rookie when they won the Super Bowl. I swear to you, I think they were. But no, he he was it was 2019. Yeah. But so. Yeah, 2019, they, 2020, they won the Super Bowl. He was a rookie. No, it was 20, It was the it was the year after that. He was a rookie when he was a rookie last year. This is his sophomore season. They won the Super Bowl last year. He was last a rookie year, yeah. last year. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So that was the same draft as Nikhil Harry. He came in 2018. No, he didn't. Nikhil Harry didn't come. Nikhil Harry came. Oh yeah, in the he same came. Draft. There I'm you think, go. Oh, okay. He, he, he came I, why am I thinking Sony right. Michelle? Because so, I'm thinking number one. Moving on. Um, Frank Clark is going to be a potential X factor in this game. So sorry. Yeah. He could, like I said, keep Tom Brady on his feet. But if Frank Clark is if Frank Clark is causing issues, this could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's put banged up O line could be a huge blow, and that could be uh, the pa- the Buccaneers pass rush could be an X factor in this game. This will be an extremely close game. I don't see this being a blowout on either side. But I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say Buccaneers edge Kansas City in a narrow upset, mm-hmm. and this is going to be an exciting game. It, I think it won't be too high scoring, but I don't think it'll be low scoring either. This will be a game where I think both teams go into the 20s at least. Maybe one of them goes into the 30s, and I think this is going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they lo- They only lost by the Buccaneers. Only lost by three last time. 
and now they're losing their left tackle. Mm-hmm. And they have they have to move their right tackle over. So that could be that two uh, two both of their tackle positions are going to be uh, they're going to be liabilities. Yeah. Uh, so because of this, I think I have the Buccaneers winning their second Super second Super Bowl. Tom Brady wins his first career Super Bowl. I'm not sure if Tom Brady will win Super Bowl MVP because I think uh, considering Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul are going to have great games. It'll be tough. Then I think it could be one of them. Mm. And I don't think – I think Frank Clark is going to cause too many problems. I think he's going to th- cause Brady th- to throw a pick or two. I think he's still going to be be great. He's still going to be a major factor, but the Buccaneers will win Super Bowl 55. Another there. person to look out. It. Another person to look out for is Tyrone Matthew. I think Matthew. he could. I think he could play a big role. They'll probably him. have him in the secondary, or yeah. they might use him to and pressure. Depends if Eric. Time. Depends if Andy Reid knows how to coach. Um, if. If. Okay. When um, he gets pressured in big games. He's he he gets in trouble. So the Super Bowl wasn't a big game last year. I think that was Mahomes bailing him out. What? They All were right. down twenty to ten. All right, and and how did that game finish? Mahomes. Oh, so that's you're all I have all, to say. So you're. So I'm that, saying that's that all Mahomes, Mahomes fell on Andy Reid's lap, and he is on. Andy Reid is on his knees, worshiping him. Stop it. Stop it. A- Andy Reid is a great p- play caller. He just didn't have the necessary person to run all the plays he wanted to. He has that in Patrick Mahomes. I love Alex Smith. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Not in. He never was and never will be. Exactly. And, well, Alex Smith was also a solid quarterback. Yeah, he was a very solid quarterback. He just doesn't have the talent Patrick Mahomes does. And I think Andy Reid's a decent coach. I mean, I was, that was just banter. That no, was trash talk. But you, you get the point. Because you know he's not on the level of some of the elite uh, coaches. Who's above him? I think it's only Bill. I think that's it. Don Shula. Oh, you're talking all time. All time. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. I thought. I thought you I mean, meant like currently. You can currently. put Sean McVay up there too. Over no. Andy. Maybe. Andy Reid. No. So. Not as a better play caller. Not as a better coach. And I think Jim Harbaugh back when he was in the back when he was in the league was great too. Zero rings. I can't do it. Yeah, but what did he? Who did he have to work with? He had bum Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. He wasn't the a most, bum. He was an unknown phenom at the time, Colin Kaepernick. The men turned out to be progressively bad as the, as the years went on. Alex and, Smith. And he had a good defense. They had yeah, they had a great defense. Yeah. That, he, and Frank Gore and his prime. Great, he has a great coach. Yeah. Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. The textbook definition. If you wanted to, if you wanted to impersonate the checkdown as a person, the checkdown. <laughs> if if checkdowns were a person, just Alex Smith. That's him. Hmm. That's his name is checkdown. His name is not checkdown. Check Alex checkdown Smith. So what? If there was a dictionary term, you would look in the dictionary. You would see Alex Smith checking it down to one of his. Oh, definitely. The only time he didn't was when he had Tyreek Hill, the best yeah. deep threat of all time. That was a that I was can't. an exaggeration too, but you get what I'm. Yeah. Great deep threat, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And Sammy Watkins. Uh, did he have Sammy? He, I believe he had Sammy. Not Watkins the one year. No, because the year after he enough. left. But I see what you're saying. 
he had a great roster that year. I'm I, I'm surprised they lost to Tennessee in the wild card round. But yeah, so I think we're in agreement. Yep. Super Bowl Fifty Five belongs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to give out scores? Okay. Give out scores. Let's give out scores next week. I still need to think about that one. All right. But I think I have a general idea. We're gonna we'll figure that out. But tune in next week for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So that'll be it for us tonight. Follow us on Instagram, FumbleRuski underscore podcast. Check us out on YouTube at just type in FumbleRuski podcast. But otherwise, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.